Welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, where we talk to great bosses and those who build great bosses about what it takes to be a great boss. And now, here is your host, the founder and CEO of Boss Builders, Mac Monroe. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast. This is your host, Mac Monroe, and what we do on the Boss Builder Podcast is we talk to newly promoted supervisors, supervisors who have been doing the job for a while and need help, and those who might be thinking about taking on the role of a supervisor. Today we have a special guest. Her name is Katie Russell. Katie Russell focuses her practice around ethics. What we're going to talk to her about in this really interesting and engaging interview is what the boss needs to know about ethics. You'll get a good definition of what ethics is. You'll find out the difference between ethics and values. You'll take a look at the difference between personal ethics and corporate ethics. And then finally, Katie will leave you with a really good step-by-step process on how to be a more ethical boss and to set up your department with really high ethical standards. So with no further delay, let's meet our special guest, Katie Russell. Katie Russell, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mac. It's a pleasure to be on with you this morning. Great. Well, you know, we ran into each other about a year ago at a conference, and I see you from time to time at some of the different local SHRM events here in the Middle Tennessee area. But one of the things that's interesting to you is the area of ethics. And so what I'd like to do is start off by asking you to tell us a little bit about your background and why you've chosen to focus your practice on ethics. Yeah, that's a fantastic question, Mac. So my background is in retail management. And what I discovered was everything I loved about my work was in the HR space um, and specifically because of people. I, I just love the complexity of it and I love um, how each person brings something unique to the table. And so that kind of attracted me into you know, the HR world um, and pursuing some higher education in that area. Um, completed my MBA about a year and a half ago and now I'm working on my doctorate because I I really have just become so enthralled in uh, both ethics and human resources. And I guess kind of to answer your question about why why ethics, why I'm so passionate about that, um, is because I really see how it affects us as business leaders um, and just individuals in relationship together. Um, it has just ripples in everything we do, every, every part of our life. Um, and when we're not intentional about making great ethical choices, we really see some unfortunate consequences. So I think that's why I'm so passionate about ethics. Great. Well, our show focuses on helping newly promoted supervisors and those who aspire to be, and even some of those who have been in the role, but don't do it well. So for them, the ones who are listening to our podcast, can you define what ethics is and then follow that with what is ethical leadership? I, I love that. Okay, so I'll try and keep it super simple and not uh, very academic for you. Google just describes it as moral principles that govern a person's behavior or conducting an activity, right? So it is that moral element to our choices and our actions. So then in, by extension, ethical leadership is aligning your your personal moral activity with 
the need that we have as a group, whether that's in our, our workplaces, our teams, or our entire organization, our need to have an ethical environment. It's just that simple is aligning your personal choices with our group need for moral activity as well. Well, that describes the leadership aspect of it. And that's probably the answer to my next question. But are there any reasons aside from that, why the boss needs to be concerned about ethics? Mm. I think there are a lot of reasons, but I mean, Mac, you've, you've had some pretty amazing experiences too, and you've never had a bad boss, right? (laughs) Only I wish. (laughs) Well, it's so funny because I really, I, I really love when I've heard you speak about that. And I think all of us have had a bad boss and some of the core issues as to why kind of strikes at the heart of this issue of ethics, right? We all have pretty sensitive, um, you know, tunings to what is ethical and everything, everything we do is connected, I think, to ethics. There's no part of our work that is not impacted by our view of ethics. Um, You know, from a leadership perspective, this impacts us financially, you know, whether we can keep employees or not, uh, whether we're getting audited by the IRS or, you know, any number of implications. So there's a real financial piece to it. But the the bigger picture is the relational piece is as leaders, we're passionate about getting things done, um, but also seeing people grow and without ethics as, as a plumb line um, for us to align our profit goals and our strategic goals, um, we can end up in the situation of, let's say, Enron or WorldCom, um, these, you know, kind of newsworthy companies that we're all familiar with, uh, even in current current times. I mean, Wells Fargo is in a rebranding. Facebook is having some moments. Um, Starbucks with diversity. I mean, they're just all too familiar where companies have even sought out to be okay in some areas, but drop the ball in others. And ethics just really impacts us as leaders in those spaces. Well, you gave some examples of people who have really screwed things up and have a, a, a reputation to fix. So doesn't that suggest that maybe ethics is nothing more than just legal questions? That's a fantastic question. Um Unfortunately, in a lot of the circles that I'm in, I come across that question a lot. Um, And that is at the core of why I'm so passionate about doing this. I'm actually going to be writing my dissertation on that very issue. But compliance is just one piece of ethics for our organizations. Um, I I use this uh, picture. So if you think of a road that is right next to a cliff, right, that guardrail that is on the edge keeping you from driving off the cliff, that is what compliance is. When really the, the meat and potatoes of our ethical choices and decisions is happening right in the center of the road where the two lanes are going past each other. That is where we really need to be giving our attention as supervisors, managers, and leaders. Well, that's a great analogy. And that makes it pretty clear for me. I mean, I think we all know, don't go too far close to the edge. But yeah, staying down the middle, that's, I like that analogy. That's great. So much of what you said almost seems to me like ethics is doing the right things. And so if that's true, then are business 
business ethics just an extension of somebody's personal ethics? They are an extension of it, but it's not the end of it, Mac. So I've been interviewing people to try and understand, you know, what are these perceptions we have in business from a variety of fields about ethics? And the most common thing I hear is, well, ethics is just, you know, your personal morals. And I think that really is a part of it. And that's a starting point. Um, But what happens is if we allow it to just stay there, uh, ethics then becomes only somebody else's problem. Right. And when we see things in an organization where it's somebody else's uh, position of power or situation for them to control, we don't engage with that um, and we don't hold people accountable to that. And so I think, yes, it is a personal, moral, ethical uh, place to start, but it's also bigger than that. So we also have a team department level of ethics, and we also have an organizational level. So, and just give you an example. Okay, so an individual ethical situation is, do I steal from my company or not? Do I embezzle money? No, okay, great. We all can come to that conclusion, but then, Let's think about at a team or department level. Okay, well, am I showing favoritism to somebody on my team? When, uh, you know, my reviews are coming around, am I weighting my friend higher than the new guy that I don't know as well? That's an ethical decision that really impacts that team environment. And then beyond that, we have organizational level decisions that we're making um, about, let's say, corporate social responsibility or, you know, what we're going to pay. Uh, are we going to pay competitive wages or are we going to pay the lowest that we can because because we can, because we're big enough to, to pay people less? So these ethical decisions really kind of happen at all three touch points. They're individual, their team, and their organizational level decisions. Wow, that's a lot to think about. I guess what crosses my mind is what do we tell the boss who is maybe a a first-line supervisor who is in an environment where that new boss looks up and says, you know, we have a pretty unethical environment here. Is there any way for a person who realizes this is something to be dealt with to be able to operate in an environment where they may not feel like they are part of an organization that has good ethics? Mm. That's a great question. And I think we see a lot of whistleblower cases because of that. Um, and it's a, it's a tough challenge to overcome, to bring integrity back. But I would say as leaders in our organizations, supervisors, managers, the first step is realizing that we do play a role and we do have power. Um, can we fix it all on our own? No, because like we said, there are other pieces of the puzzle. There's um, things in our team and our organization. But the first thing to do is recognize your impact um, and then create advocacy for that, that, that cultural shift. Uh, as a leader, manager, boss, you, you have that title um, and that actually carries a lot of weight towards making that shift, turning, turning the ship around, so to speak. Well, that's a great way to look at it. I mean, I can think about my time back in the military and and you know, you've heard a lot of my bad boss stories and almost all of them come from those days. But there was times that I just thought to myself as a supervisor, I don't buy what my boss is selling. And I don't feel comfortable getting my team to do the things I'm being ordered to do. What would you suggest to the boss that's in that dilemma? The, their boss says, do this. You as your own department boss 
don't feel that's ethical, how would somebody address a problem like that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, and each particular situation might have several uh, ethical choices. But the thing that I advocate for is having that dialogue. Um, just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean you can't come to a solution but also engaging others that you trust in that decision, um, speaking to a mentor about it. That's a safe place to talk it out and begin to identify who, who are the stakeholders here. And once you really, you can even write it down on paper. Okay. Who's impacted by this decision? I, I can think of immediately two choices. It seems very black and white to me, but often once we get it in paper and we begin to digest it, we might find a third way. Um, there might be a solution that you can work around, be creative and say, you know, to your supervisor, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure maybe that this is the best strategic thing for us, you know, but I was thinking of this other option that may accomplish the goal that you're trying to achieve. Um, so figuring out other ways to achieve the end goal maybe of what your supervisor was trying to do presented in a way that is within integrity and what you think is right for your team. Um, and they might still say no, and they might, you know, trump you with their authority in the organization. But I think that's our responsibility is to think creatively about what other solutions could we bring to the table? Well, I can tell you if I had a boss like that, my experience would have been completely different. I think if I was an employee and I knew that my boss went up and tried their hardest, that for me would be enough. And I would have the the utmost respect for my boss. So thank you for sharing that. Now, you mentioned, and we talked about this already, that sometimes your personal ethics are what you bring across in your role as the boss. And so those personal ethics could be the organizational ethics for the person listening to my podcast today who says, you know what, I don't have any clue what my personal ethics are. Do you have any suggestions for that person to put a put a list of them together? Yeah, um, I would say maybe think about some of the most important events in your life. Um, you know, people often think of big things like weddings or, you know, they achieved a milestone in their business. But just think of think of moments in your career or your personal life that were significant to you, and then begin to trace backwards. Why, why was that thing important to you? What, what need did it meet? What did that um, represent to you as a person? And I think we kind of start to, to see what those ethics are. Ethics aren't necessarily um, strictly religious things. Um, they can be, hey, I, I value connection. That, that is an ethic, right, um, which is compromised by an ethical behavior or fostered by things like active listening, you know, and all these other tools. But just kind of looking at these, these are the experiences I have that I feel really represent the things that I value. And you'll you'll probably find your morals and your ethics are very representative in those stories and in those moments. Um, and they might be negative experiences. They might be like you, Mac, like. I had a bad boss experience, right? And you wouldn't normally think of that as, oh, because my ethics were violated. You know, we just don't necessarily think in those terms. Um, but if you dial it back, I mean, Mac, you do have a value for connection um, and for, you know, caring for the responsibility that you have when you're in a position of power and authority. That is a personal ethic for you. So that 
those situations and those experiences, I think, really show us what our personal ethics are. That's great. And thank you for that. That actually gives me some things to think about as well. One more question that comes to mind with this, too, um, in a lot of the work that I do, we use that three-legged stool model. And I know you've seen this before. And so, you know, skill, will, and focus. And one of the ways that a boss can measure the focus factor of one of their direct reports is how aligned are they with the organization's values? And so are values and ethics similar? Are they the same thing? Where would you make the comparison with values and ethics? That's a great question, Mac. I think they are very closely aligned. Um, some people would use them interchangeably. I think values is a less um, divisive way to say it. Um, and it also can be easily transferred to like an organizational level versus when, when we think of morals or ethics, a lot of people tend to think about that in an individual context. But I think, I think in the terms that we're talking about, I think they really are the same thing. So Knowing what your organization's values are is important for us as bosses, as supervisors. Um, so that three-legged stool model, I love that. And I was actually thinking about that before you brought that up. So I love that. Man, if you don't have that values leg, you cannot stand on that stool, right? And it's the same thing. You might have employees or, or team members that are phenomenal performers, that are just so bright that are engaged at getting stuff done. But listen, if their values are to do it in a way that uh, goes contrary to what your organization believes in and the way that you want to do business, you're not going to be able to stand on that stool. No, that's, that's great. Thank you for that. Well, let's kind of wind things down. And if, if you can, Katie, maybe you can give us just some a little checklist, some how-tos of how a boss can practice ethical leadership and maybe even operationalize ethics in the teams that they lead and in the parts of the organization that they can actually influence. Yeah, I love it. So just to recap, too, on some of the things we've talked about, I think um, your hit list, so to speak, as, as a leader, your takeaway should be like identifying your values if you don't know what they are. So take a look at those stories, those things that stick out to you, whether positive or negative, and say, does that, does that actually show me what my personal morals or my personal values are? Um, and being aware of those. And then within a team setting, uh, research shows us a lot about the way we invest in our teams are how they're going to invest back. So it's this kind of reciprocal model. Um, so keeping that in mind as a leader, I'm going to invest intentionally in things like um, open communication, uh, fostering caring within my team, things that are not necessarily on everybody's checklist. But when you add that to yours in your position, that helps foster ethics within your team. Um, and then at an organizational level, I think that's that's important for us to uh, we need to really take a look at what both the spoken values are as well as the unspoken values of the company that we're in and, and be taking stock, um, taking temperature of that and make sure that we're in a place where we can really be our best selves and where we identify with those values. Because if we're not, um, you know, we might have some hard decisions to think about finding somewhere where we can contribute 
with all three legs of the stool. That's great. Well, Katie, in what you do as a practitioner of ethics and helping organizations, how can an organization reach out to you and have you come in and help them kind of figure out this? Because it seems to me, if you haven't, as an organization, thought about this, you've got a lot of work to do. How can you help and how can my audience oh, reach out to great, you? Oh, that would be great, Mac. Yeah, I would love to hear from any of your listeners and um, definitely talk more about this and see if I can be assistance. Um, of course, my email is probably the easiest way. It's katiecrawfordrussell at gmail.com. Uh, and then also my website, www.katiecrawfordrussell.com. Both of those are excellent ways to get in touch with me. And I'd be happy to do um, a strategic HR assessment, kind of incorporating ethics for any of, of your listeners for free and kind of download with them to see, is this something where you have opportunity? That's great. Well, Katie, we appreciate you taking time to meet with us this morning. Thank you so much for all the information that you shared. And I want to encourage my listeners, please reach out to Katie. I've known her for a while. She is a great person and she is what she says she is. Well, again, thanks so much to our special guest, Katie Russell. And again, please reach out to Katie if you think your organization could use the sound advice of an expert in ethics. If you're one of our subscribers and a regular listener to the Boss Builder podcast, we are here for you. We offer two types of assistance for you, the newly promoted supervisor, the supervisor who's been in place for a while needs help, and for somebody thinking about taking on the role. The first thing we offer, of course, is our driving results on-site interactive workshops. Myself or one of my trained facilitators will come to your organization and work with your team over the period of one to three days, giving you basic skills and an opportunity to practice those skills in your home environment. The second thing we offer is our Boss Builder Academy. This is a video-driven, self-driven learning opportunity where we have monthly in-person or web-based roundtables, opportunity for you to be able to learn new information and develop those skills. You can find out about both of those at our website, thebossbuilders.com, or you can call us directly at 931-221-2988. Thank you for tuning in today. If you would, if you're listening to this on Stitcher or on iTunes, please take a moment and give us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. Until the next time we meet, get out there, boss up, and boss on. Goodbye. You've been listening to another episode of the Boss Builder Podcast with Mac Monroe. To get more information on being a great boss, visit us online at thebossbuilders.com or at Mac's blog, macmonroe.com. Until next time, get out there and be a great boss.